Coming up on today's show, we have our latest news and rumors discussion. This is Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone. This is episode number 214, and it is Thursday, May the 23rd. And as I said, we were going into our news and rumors discussion. We've taken a little bit of a, I guess, a short hiatus here recently. We did have some material that we released Monday, but I was actually in the Orlando area last week, and Adam's been in the process of a move so it's kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench into things it we had talked about potentially doing an episode while i was still in the orlando area but we didn't quite put it together but still i mean we'll have an episode that covers some of what i was doing down there coming up shortly and also to give you guys a preview very very soon we are going to have an episode that covers the people that were originally in the parkeology as well as the ones that just recently completed the oxygen free challenge as far as parkeology goes so just kind of letting you guys know that that is coming up i we hope to have it next week i think the the episode posted next week so hopefully we'll have everything together and have that up there for those of you that are interested in the parkeology uh, side of things. Um, I know we've kind of grown more interested the more we, we looked into it. Two of the members of this podcast team, because um, Jason's kind of become a regular, uh, he and uh, Adam have both attempted it and have plans to do it again, right? So, so yes, yes. first, Jason and I are going to attempt our our game. We're going to have our second attempt at the parking challenge. So, we're going to say, oh, you're doing the French version, apparently. Okay. Yes. We. Oui, oui. Yeah. And that's taking place. You were talking about doing it in July, or is that still going to happen? Or are you just, just going in July? Right? Yeah. I mean, because we're going with some friends of ours who it's their first time, I think we're going to not run in July just because we're going to wear ourselves out in the middle of the trip. Like a family trip, so yeah, we're gonna probably cheer everyone on July twenty fourth, but we're gonna we'll be there, but we just probably will take the day off and be supportive. Got you. All right. So, or document perhaps yeah. it might not be a bad idea to try and do that if yeah. possible. Definitely. So. Um, as we said, it was our news and rumors discussion, or we're going to discuss some of the latest things happening around Disney in general, whether it be Disneyland, Disney World, what have you. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of jump right into it. All right. So we have some uh, information that's been released, I guess. Um, about like first on-run impressions of Smuggler's Run out in California. Yeah. I want to say this is from like insiders who got a chance to write it, whether it be cast members or what have you. I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't specify. But in this particular article, they're really giving it a lot of praise. Um, 
the cast members and their invited guests, so I guess it was cast members, can now explore much of Batu and test ride the only attraction, uh, which was Smuggler's Run. So, um, but the reviews and everything that's coming out of it, they're like blown away, even the, the ones that knew somewhat what was, you know, going in there. So just kind of take you through it a little bit. If you don't want attractions spoiled, as some people don't in this day and age, you might want to not listen to this next part of the segment. Cover your ears. Yeah, right. Something like that. The new Star Wars scene positively transports you to a movie set far, far away. The level of detail and authenticity drag you into another galaxy. The sights, sounds, and eventually the smells. Most guests will never realize that the entire area was once, up until very recently, a backstage maintenance facility. The attraction itself simply adds to the feeling. Guests wind their way through a convincingly fashioned spaceport for a time until making their way undeniably onto the decks of a perfectly reconstructed Millennium Falcon. True to the brand, the queue is part of the adventure, which is fortunate as guests will be spending a fair amount of time in it. The queue is insanely detailed. Think Flight of Passage at Disney's Animal Kingdom detailed. It takes a while to get from the head of the line to a into a seat on the ride. Part of the part of that is intentional. It says there are several pre-show segments and a number of hallways and flight decks. Then there is the fact the entire area is going to be beset by more humans than can practically fit into in any limited space, despite what Disney hopes to uh, alleviate with the novel reservation system. Once in the captain's chair. The sense of nostalgia is almost overwhelming. The rumors and fleeting online glimpses are true. The ride itself takes place with a within a true-to-life Millennium Falcon flight simulator. Veteran Walt Disney World guests will immediately recognize similarities with much-beloved Star Tours. I'd say the two experiences are parallel in terms of thrill level. While many would liken this to Epcot's mission space attraction due to flashing interactivity and scripted expectations, you really are in full control of your flight experience with the Falcon. That being said, if you incur damage on your journey, you will see it and feel it. Six guests at a time, which we had already talked about before, enter the cockpit, adopting one of three roles, pilot, gunner, and engineer. So at Makes it sound somewhat like um, mission space. space. Yeah. yeah. And uh, are then arranged into two rows accordingly. The assignment is not strictly nominal. Should you choose to, and you ought, each flyer has a series of duties to fulfill. The captain has certain flight responsibilities. Gunners get to shoot at potential targets, while engineers are charged with fixing damage wrought by the action of the others. That sounds pretty cool. No matter which role, whichever, no matter which role you get, right? Truthfully, I think I'd rather be a gunner <laughs> than anything else, though. It sounds cool, but you know, everyone's going to want to fly it the first time, especially, and so they're trying to make the other positions as cool as possible because people yeah. are going to be stuck with them. Well, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I think a gunner would be a fun part. Yeah. To me. I think it would be fun because you'd probably shoot at TIE Fighters or maybe something similar to that or other bounty hunters or smugglers trying to take your loot or something. 
But the engineer might be cool if you have to like fix the hyperdrive on the Falcon to get it to go light speed or something. That would be kind of cool, dude. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't be disappointed no matter which role I ended up with, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think Power so. Works. Now, it would be cool if you're piloting or co piloting and you try to do the light speed and it does the. <laughs> the engineer yeah. has to fix it. That would be interesting. I don't know if they're going to go into that, but um, yeah, <laughs> apparently it's getting rave reviews as being the first, you know, like first time being written on it. So. Yeah. Kind of more excited for it now than I I maybe was before. It was not, you know, it's funny. The way this whole land and everything's been for excited about seeing it. And then I kind of, as time went on, I was kind of, eh, kind of waned a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gained, it's gained a little more momentum again. This, you know, it's kind of been like a roller coaster almost, you know. It's kind of been ups yeah. and downs as far as the anticipation goes. But I think mm-hmm. now that it's getting closer, me personally, I feel... Right. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the land itself. I'm not so much looking forward to the crowd levels, but I guess I'll just have to get up at 6 a.m. and, well, be there at 6 a.m. and see what it is. But I think uh, as far as our podcast, you'll be the first one to see it. So after yeah. you're reporting as, on it. Yeah, as long as everything works out still the way we plan. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so. Right. Well, on a uh, slightly different note, wanted to mention this because we'll have to do this attraction on June 1st during our run, and that is that Tomorrowland Speedway is open once again. Opened just a few days ago, earlier this week. But, you know, there's videos, of course, people posting on it, but the track has been shortened yet again. So this is now just, you know, very short track, but it always has been. So I guess for archaeology's sake, it's good that it's shorter. So I guess it should be okay. Yeah. I wonder what the total ride time is now. Does somebody have the total ride time posted yet? I'm sure I haven't does. seen, but yeah, I guess it depends on how fast your car is and how slow the person is in front of you at unloading and loading. That's going to be the biggest issue. Yeah, there's other factors. A lot of factors, yeah. They should have an average ride time, though, because you would think if they're taking some of the track away, that should obviously yeah. make the ride shorter in general. But Yeah. It's hard to tell exactly how much track has been sh- taken away. So, yeah, I'm sure that people will be calculating that as we speak. So we'll see. Right. But, but it is open, and it is now a ride. So there's 47 now. 47. To do. And the thing is, come September, there's going to be, what, 50? Is it going to be up to 50 at that point? Um, I think well, it will. The, it's rumored that Planet Watch will be, oh, yeah, Planet Watch will be back. And then so, next year, when, which is another story, but uh, making Minis Runaway Railway would not be too far behind all that. And that'll make it 51. Oh, but you got to remember this. Rise right. of the Resistance will be open before then, most likely. That's true. That so it will actually be at 52. And then Ratatouille is coming sometime next year, which will make it 53. Yeah, it's getting close to, <laughs> I don't know, it would be very dicey to ever get it accomplished, <laughs> to even get it accomplished, I think. But Which is why we're doing this June 1st run. <laughs> right. We want to try right. and get it in. All right. I, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to start. I'm not going to call it impossible once all that happens, but mm-hmm. it will be a true challenge. Let's put yeah. it that way. Well, I mean, the oxygen free run proves that anything's possible. You just have to oh, yeah. time it right. So I would. I I just don't see if like say if you get a time when everything once they get all this stuff done is open. I question whether oxygen free will ever be possible again. Right. I yeah. question that. So that may have been a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. That Shane and Christina did. Yep. And uh, yeah, they. I'm, I I honestly feel like they're going to be the only ones that's going to be able to lay that <laughs> claim to fame. Yeah. Uh, when it's all said and done. So very possible. Could be. Could very well be. No. All right. So moving along, we got there's a lot of Star Wars stuff because while well, we're on the verge of Galaxy's Edge opening yeah. in Disneyland. Right. So we're getting a lot more information regarding that. And, you know, it'd be crazy for us not to discuss as much of it as possible. Right. So you might as well call this the Galaxy's Edge edition of News and Rumors. Isn't uh, it always you know. in some way? We mentioned it, ha- it. It has been a lot. Yeah, yeah. it has been a lot lately. Reservations may be required for hand-built lightsaber experience at Savvy's Workshop in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Sounds like guest demand may factor into that. I don't know how they're going to figure out what the guest demand is going to be, though, before it's open. So I feel like that's going to be one of those things that might come after it's opened, depending on Mm -hmm. how it goes, I think. But there is a little more detail about that and i'm not even sure if i'm saying it right whether it says savvy's i think it's savvy's that's what it looks like to me yeah i Um, I would guess right you'll choose one of four available hilt themes and receive a cloison cloisonne pin i'm not sure if i'm saying that right either to identify your selection Mm -hmm. uh, themes include peace and justice power and control Elemental nature and protection and defense, hmm. which I don't know the true differences in that other than power control sounds totally Sith. Actually, it says originally forged by dark side warriors. This style features rumored remnants from the Sith homeworld and abandoned temples. The gatherers will now help you select the heart of your lightsaber, the kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. Which is available in red, blue, green, or violet. So if oh, you want your Mace Windu. Um, yeah. If you want your Mace Windu, Windu saber, you can get it. Which color would you choose? Let's be honest. I would probably choose purple. Oh, I would choose what would I choose? Green? No. Blue? No. Red? Yes. You Why? Know, you're a Sith I'm surprised Lord. you didn't go with red. I yes, I would. I would totally go red. Oh, okay. Anyway, I would go with violet. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet. <laughs> yeah. Next, you begin assembling your hilt. Parts will be provided based on your theme and that word pin, which I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to tell me what that pronunciation is at some point. Each box of parts includes one hilt for sleeves. You pick two of them. Two emitters, pick one. Two pommel caps, pick one. Two sets of activation plates and switches, pick one set. 
Upon hilt completion, the unused parts will be collected by gatherers and returned to Savi's inventory. These are not included with, with your lightsaber package. Finally, the gatherers will massively connect, connect your hilts to a 36-inch lightsaber blade so you're ready for anything the galaxy puts in your path. The pricing on it, get ready for this, yeah. $199.99 per lightsaber plus tax. Not bad. Yeah. I don't know. $200 for a lightsaber is a little steep for me personally, but well, I don't know. We'll see. I have a friend who has bought like $600 lightsabers online. There's these places you can have these really high-end lightsabers made. I think Disney's trying to compete with them by coming in at a lower price point. And, and you get to customize it right there. Right. Yeah. So Disney's coming after that market because this guy that I'm friends with, I've seen two of his lightsabers. I think he has five or six of them. And I think they're in that $600 range. They are really nice. They're like metal. They're uh, make really loud sound. The, the light is incredibly bright at night, especially it's like, it looks like movie quality. So it's really cool. Uh, people are going to pay this like crazy. So 200 bucks is nothing for some Star Wars fans who really want to do this experience. Well, obviously, I don't. I question whether I'm in that range. Then, yeah, I'm definitely not. Because I mean, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> if I gave one to my kids, they would just destroy it somehow. So, right, what's the point? Just give them a ten dollar lightsaber, or excuse me, laser sword from Walmart or something, and let them destroy <laughs> that in ten minutes. Uh, well, and by the way, you said Disney's going after that market. What market isn't Disney going after now? Yeah, that's true. Good point. They're going after everybody. They're trying to take over the world. Yeah, sure seems that way. The things are included in this, by the way. Let me finish that off. Carry yeah. cases included. Additional customization items can be purchased at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Hmm. Age recommendation is 5+. plus. The experience area is limited to the builder and one guest. At least one person in the party must be aged 14 or older. Custom lightsabers are, are non-refundable and are not eligible for annual pass holder or other discounts. Well, there you have it. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Screw that. So, yeah. I wonder if uh, any of the other shopping are going to exclude annual pass discounts because they know they don't need to discount any of the Star Wars crap. Well, I mean, they've already pretty much decided that they're cutting out their discounts for hotels during this time Mm -hmm. period. You know, that's going to be open to the general public because they don't think they need to. So, yep. yep. They probably will. Yeah. No restaurant discounts either, probably. For anything. Anyway, it's a good possibility. All right. Well, on a different note, the uh, Tron coaster has made a lot of progress at Magic Kingdom, Tomorrowland area. There are some aerial photos from BioReconstruct, of course. He's always got these crazy uh, aerial shots that are amazing. And you can see that, uh, uh, see, Disney put out a video of the track pieces being laid where the cast members signed the beam before they put it in place. So the coaster track itself is being put into place and the foundation is already set for the show building and everything. So it is coming along 
pretty well. It's on track, obviously, to open by the 50th anniversary, 2021. So we are fast approaching that, too, by the way. Oh, yes. So yeah, looking good. The year before you know it. Looking good. All right. So we took that short break from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to go back to <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. This one's going to be a little bit shorter story because this is one that's kind of making the rounds. A new talking BB-8 headband will be available at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. A headband with BB-8 on it is one that's been kind of popular on social media. What's unique about it says he talks. So there's motion sensors embedded within the droid head. Since Mm. technically, I guess it's just his head. So it's like a disembodied head of BB-8 or a BB unit. Right. It beeps and beeps as you walk along the paths of That's Black weird. Spire Outposts. So it makes me wonder, is it just work in Black Spire Outposts, hmm. by the way it sounds? Yeah, yeah. I guess there are certain things it interacts with as you're walking around. Yeah. Maybe. Like, do, do you get a translator? No. <laughs> I don't know. That would be. <laughs> the headband it will retail for $29.99 and will be the perfect accessory to wear around Batu and beyond. Nice. Of course, that part was not my words. <laughs> right, of course, and beyond. Speaking of paying extra for stuff, Disney has now found a way to monetize something they were doing for free, Big Shock, and adding new magic bands for resort guests and annual pass holders, which we talked about this before, but it's finally released now, and I was looking at it today as I was preparing for the trip coming up. They have a lot of ones to choose from, although after I checked back this afternoon, there was much less available. So I'm not sure if it's a thing of supply right now that they're, or are they tweaking the number of different magic bands that are available? But for example, there's like a Black Panther one, there's some Haunted Mansion one, there's Pirates of the Caribbean one, there's a Mickey Birthday one, there's a Pluto one, a Goofy one, there's a Minnie Mouse one that looks really neat. There's you know, several different types. I, there was a Daisy and a Donald, but I don't see the Donald anymore. So if, as a resort guest, they're $10 each that you can add on. They're actually really nice. So for 10 extra bucks, you know, if you bought that same Magic Band in a store, it'd be like 25 So you get a pretty good discount on some fancy looking magic bands. Fourteen ninety nine, technically. Yeah, you're yeah, saving the regular. Yeah, the regular price is twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, but you can still get the plain ones for free. The plain colors for free if you don't want to do all that. But at this point, I'm turning down magic bands. I have every color at this point because Jason got us pink ones for the June first run. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Yeah, but don't they only last so long? I mean, I've never had one die so far, so I've okay. not had any issues with any of mine. I've probably got every color, so I've not had any. I rotate every time I go, so I've not had any troubles yet. I think for my coming up ones, I might would do the upgrade on mine if, they, if I was allowed to. Yeah. You will as a resort guest. I, I wanted to add the Donald Duck one because it said like Aw Fooey on it and it was a Donald. But it was the one where the new animation style Donald. Right. But I like it. 
I thought it was really cool, but now I don't see it anymore. So I, I wonder if they sold out or maybe they just temporarily had it up there. I don't know, but strange. Anyway. Uh, I I would either go with the Spaceship Earth one, I think. That was a cool one. Kind of cool. Yeah. Or the only other options I think I could see me personally getting would be the Pirates one or yeah. the Vader one. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> Pirates for sure would be one you might be interested in. Yeah. Pirates or Vader or Spaceship Earth. I don't know. I'd have to choose between those. I see down this, I would probably get Moana for Maddie because she has mm-hmm. been really into that. Uh Either that or Toy Story. I don't know. One of the Toy Story ones. Yeah, I like, I like the Slinky Dog one. The, the, the Toy Story Land, Land one looks cool. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I may just look at it and let her choose. She, she might surprise me. Oh, she might go with Ariel. I see Ariel on here. So Yeah. I know this is kind of a, I guess, a spoiler in a way from the trip report I got coming up. But she was really, uh, I was impressed with the Ariel at the breakfast we went to. But I think Maddie was as well because she... And when I asked her about it, if that was who she said her favorite yeah. experience was. So nice. Yeah. It makes a difference whenever the cast member goes that extra mile because, you know, not only do the adults notice, but apparently the kids remember too. Just so. Yeah. If there are any, if there are any cast members that uh, listen to this show, they pay attention, even the three year olds. So mm. to how well you're doing. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Here's a big surprise. Let's go back to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> at least one more time in this uh news and rumors all right i'm gonna try to keep these quicker but i mean we can discuss some of these custom droid building process and pricing has been revealed oh for yeah Galaxy's okay Edge. first you register your choice of the bb series unit or r series unit with the clerk who will provide a basket and blueprint for parts Next, you proceed to the following stations and begin your droid building experience. You have the parts station, where you select from a colorful variety of components to customize your droid as they roll by on the shop's conveyor belt. In the BB series, you have a dome, a dome connection plate, body sphere, a motivator. It's kind of funny. The R, the R series, a dome, body, uh, center leg, set of side legs. I wonder if uh, when you, if like you're building one, if when it's all said and done, you say, "Look, this R2 unit has a bad motivator." Look, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Be careful <laughs> not to get a bad motivator. You may yeah, have to go to Tashi Station and get some power converters. Right. <laughs> uh, the build station here. You'll follow simple placement instructions or graphic monitor displays to assemble your droid in the proper sequence. Once complete. Your droid will be paired with a remote control and activated as you watch it come to life. This one, the pricing is still a little pricey, but it's better than the the lightsaber. This one, I think if it's truly good when it comes to life, I might consider doing this one more so than the lightsaber, believe it or not. Yeah. $99.99 per astromech droid unit plus tax. That's not terrible. That's pretty good. Yeah, it includes a carry box and instructions. Various personality affiliation chips and other accessories are available for an additional charge, of course. Yeah. Age recommendations three and up. The experience area is limited to the builder and one guest, once again, and at least one person in the party must be aged 14 or older. Custom Astromech droid units are non-refundable and are not eligible for annual passholder or other discounts. Of course not. The droid depot experience is subject to availability and reservations may be required. 
If reservations mm. are required, late arrivals may not be accommodated. Yeah. Sounds about right. So this is going to be just like getting a dining reservation or something, trying to yeah. get these. Some yeah. of this stuff, like I said, I guess kind of, t- I'm, I'm hoping maybe it's just because of the initial phase that yeah. stuff will die down at some point. Maybe. But. Or you'll have to do this at 180 days out with your dining. <laughs> like, oh, I got to get the Joy Depot. Forgot about that. Well, in the interest of time for this episode, I'm, I'm going to combine two stories on the same attraction here. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. There's. It's rumored to be ahead of schedule, but still behind schedule because it was supposed to open this year. So, the, right. <laughs> so now there's thinking that instead of spring of next year, it's going to be February 2020 when this actually opens. So that's good. Just in time for my birthday, maybe next year. But the other piece of news is that it will have no height requirement, which is good to know which again the hollywood studios currently if you're doing toddler challenge there's only one ride you have to do at hollywood studios so it will be nice to have another attraction that's for everybody that's an actual ride so right um i like this so i'm i'm very much looking forward to this uh, attraction quite a bit yeah, I was really hoping this would be the one, and I more or less expected this one to be ahead of Galaxy's Edge, and it just turned out to be just the opposite. Yeah. The way things happen, I guess they focused their energy on making sure Galaxy's Edge was open before the year was out. Yeah. So they don't boost the numbers. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. Manager decisions, management. But either way, this will be fun. I can't wait for it to open. Yep. It's one of those that I think I was more looking forward to than some than say Smuggler's Run is to start with, but uh, I don't, like I said, I'm, it's it's kind of what shall I say, grown on me again. So. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like the like hype around Galaxy's Edge comes with a side of dread because you know how popular and crowded it's going to be. It's hard to get too excited knowing that you're probably going to have to wait in line like hours for some of these things. Yeah. All right. So in other news, apparently Disney is trying to kill Casey's Corner. No. Oh, well, I don't know. It may not be as bad as dramatic as I just made it sound like. But this past, what was it, weekend, it was noticed that the foot-long hot dogs were taken off the menu. (gasps) <gasps> which, you know, there were a lot of people that made note of that. Um, yeah. Probably not the end of the world, but they, I don't know, made it, you know, you know how sometimes people can be whenever something's not there all of a sudden. But apparently the corn dog nuggets, which I've never really had from there, I don't think. Have you had those before? No, I haven't. I've seen them on the menu, but I have not. Okay. So it was reported that they have switched them from all beef to chicken. I don't know. That's weird. Chicken how much of a well, yeah. Well, they're you know they're. It's actually the hot dog though is made with chicken meat. So chicken sausage, sausage. like the Franks are chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Which I mean, I've had different kinds of you know Franks that had you know different meats in them and everything, but I think one of the big deals or one of the draws to Casey's was that they were all beef 
because they, no pun intended, got some beef over that <laughs> before, and then they went back right. to it. So the all-beef hot dog was one of the big draws for Casey's at one point in time. I don't know how that's changed or if it makes a difference now. But apparently there's been some that have looked at this or have tried this and were upset about it. So, Like I said, I personally haven't had them. It's probably not a menu item I would gravitate to anyway. But it is the number three item on the meal, so I don't know what that means. Or on the meal, excuse me, menu. on the uh, billboard, on the menu, yeah. I said the meal. It sounds like it's either budget cut thing, where they're just going a little bit cheaper by going with chicken instead of beef, or maybe they're trying to be a little more healthy so that people won't have a heart attack on their way out from the foot-long hot dog from Casey's. After a day, yeah, they had plenty of other like hot dogs on there. I mean, that were not exactly the epitome of health. For instance, a bacon macaroni and cheese hot dog is still there. So, all right, well, I guess they still want to kill people. (laughs) Although, you do get all meals served with apple slices or french fries, so you get a chance. chance Ah, So, you'll redeem it there. That's good to know. You know, I. I do have a theory that the fries are probably one of the worst things for you in any meal, personally. So maybe there is something to that. But it does still sound the sign all beef hot dogs. You just can't get a foot long anymore. Mm. But it may be, like you said, uh, cost. Cost cutting. Possibly. Yeah. Boo. Quite possibly. All right. Well... I don't think we've talked about this one specifically, but it's been out for a while, and that is that the Skyliner Epcot line is being tested currently, and the walls have been taken down from the Epcot station. You can see that there's still a decent amount of work to be done, but it's coming along. So they finally have done some construction there. And over at Hollywood Studios sort of connected to the Skyliner. They have opened the new bag check area and tram drop-off point. So it's much nicer and much more shaded and protected from the elements at times, at least for the security guards doing the bag check anyway. Instead of umbrellas, they're under an actual structure. So I'm sure they appreciate that. A lot of new updates going on. Things are progressing very quickly for all the things that are coming. So, While I was in the Orlando area last week, I got to see several portions of it just based on where I drove because we did visit the Disney Springs area. I didn't actually see it moving that line that I was right there at any point in time. The part that I saw would have been the one that goes from Caribbean Beach, Riviera, over to the boardwalk turnaround, that section would be the one that I would have seen. Mm-hmm. I did notice, though, like when we went to boardwalk for breakfast, like when I got out, I could zoom in on one of the cars and see it because it was uncovered. And we went to breakfast, and when I came back, that car was not there. So I know they had moved for at least a brief time period while we were away. <laughs> Yeah, and they weren't moving when I came in. So I know they had moved at some point in the day right, during that hour or two. 
that we were going. Right. Um, and the one that I was able to zoom in on, I couldn't really see it from the sun that day when I was operating the camera. So I had to wait till I got back and look at the footage. And uh, it was a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs cover. Yeah. Or paint job for that one. Right. But there's a ton of cars on it. They've got to be close to opening it. I mean, yeah. I don't see... I'd I'd be shocked if not every one they plan on running is not on the lines now. Yeah. I mean, if because it sure looks like it. Yeah. Because every like two feet you see a car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's and they're this on these lines. They're zooming on like the Hollywood Studios line. You can see them coming out of the station. They're going full speed. So yeah. it's nice to see them in motion because. A lot of people are somewhat apprehensive about it, or at least some people say they are. I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun to ride these, get a different perspective from the air. You know, it'll well, be fun. Have, yeah, having seen them in person now, I definitely say, oh, yeah, no big deal. I mean, I even showed them to Lynn, and I was like, would you ride something like that? She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. They, they're, they're very safe. The only thing, you know, you might have a, a stop like an emergency stop at certain places might not be the most fun, like over Hourglass Lake, for example, <laughs> or yeah, you know, certain places, the boardwalk parking lot might not be a fun place to get stuck for a few minutes or whatever. That. Right. It crosses more public areas and roadways than I would have originally thought. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why there would be a problem with them eventually and maybe not long after this even gets going. Uh, expanding it so that it goes to animals. Yeah, to animal kingdom okay. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because they cross that main couple of main roads here and there. So yeah, Osceola. I know they crossed mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So mobile ordering coming to quick service restaurants at Pop Century, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and even more Walt Disney World Resorts. Up until this point, you know, the mobile order has pretty much just been either theme park related um, quick service restaurants or the one restaurant in Disney Springs you can use it at, which is Deluxe Burger. Yeah. And I think you mentioned before, probably the reason being that that is the Disney owned one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's probably why. Is it the, is it the only Disney owned one? I mean, at Disney Springs so far, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, I know there's a lot over there. I wasn't sure who who owned what necessarily, but yeah. Anyway, so on this, it includes everything pop shopping and dining, which is the only eatery at Pop Century, so that makes sense. The Mara at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and Contempo Cafe at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Mm. Um, so. Contempo Cafe is one I could see being useful, especially, I mean, mean, what do you got to do to make contemporary uh, even more convenient? I mean, seriously, you add mobile order to the quick service there. (laughs) It's like the most convenient place you can ever stay on Disney property, right? Right. Yeah. Everything is right there. Yeah. Everything will be at your fingertips. You can even order your quick service food before you get there. Yeah. Just get in the elevator go down or walk a few feet and get in the main building yeah yeah not far or even if you're staying at bay lake tower it's not too far of a walk across to the main building so yeah no not at all 
Yeah, so these restaurants join join the existing lineup of Center Town Market and Spyglass Grill at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, and of course other, the other over twenty other locations throughout the theme parks that I mentioned. All right, the Leave a Legacy Graveyard Stones at Epcot are on behind walls now, so there looks like starting the process of relocating them so that's good news honestly hopefully by july they've already done finished that part and they've opened it back up but i doubt it that's not that far from now so right they probably won't be done with it by then but it'd be nice if that was done but anyway it's nice that they're getting rid of it yeah i can deal with it all right. So I guess if you wanted to, can you still get one of those, uh, like you ask for a uh, card or whatever that is based on the, the letter or something like that and let you know where, what you're looking for? <laughs> I have no idea. On there? <laughs> I doubt it by now. I know I, I know I saw on an episode of uh, Tim Trucker not too long ago, he went there and visited and saw a couple of people he either knew or celebrities he knew where they were. Um, Every, yeah, in sync, uh, most people know. Yeah, That's they the showed that section. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember there was one that was circling on social, circulating on social media recently, where they showed a plate of one that was like blank or something, saying if this was you, you get ripped off or something. But what everybody commented on was the person right next to that looked a lot like Lionel Richie, and everybody pointed it out. And I don't think it was actually him, but the person had a a close resemblance to Lionel wow. Richie. And they were thinking, hey, they were like calling him out on Twitter. They're like, they were doing like at Lionel Richie or whatever his <laughs> Twitter handle is. Like, is this you? Right. I don't know that he ever responded. I didn't go back and look at it again. But. Is that you in disguise? Yeah. Is this you next to it? All right. So I guess we're about ready to wrap this particular news and rumors up. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. So why don't I go with one that's kind of a breaking story and that there's holiday decor coming to pandora and a right. new winter tree of life awakenings show so they're they're it's basically new christmas time things coming to animal kingdom to try i guess to try and liven up animal kingdom for christmas because it hasn't really had a whole lot of christmas stuff thus far right yeah um, right. with the exception of like all the parks have the the tree outside and they usually do a little something at the on the entrance, right? Uh, the entrance entryway, but once you're inside, it's been kind of sporadic, from what I recall. Yeah, Animal Kingdom, in particular, I think Magic Kingdom and Epcot are the two that do a lot. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you could always see things that were Christmas related in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Now, especially now, these sunset seasons greetings. Yeah, you can always see something, but Animal Kingdom is, didn't really benefit much or didn't have much. So the idea would be that once you cross the bridge to Discovery Island, you find yourself in the midst of celebration of winter, handcrafted by the eclectic community of artists who make their who make the island their home. Uh, of course, the village is filled with sparkling white holiday decorations, colorful animal-inspired luminaries, 
line the rooftops and wireframe lanterns in the shape of beautiful birds can be found perched throughout the area. During the day, Discovery Island springs to life with a holiday gathering of winter animals. Realized in the form of life-size, artisan-sculpted puppets, reindeer, foxes, polar bears, penguins, and more interact with guests, accompanied by serenading musicians as they create a playful atmosphere of festive fun. I'm assuming Christmas songs, probably with a bit of a island and African-type flair to them. It says, as day becomes night, the rooftop luminaries and bird lanterns all around Discovery Island bring a warm and festive glow to the entire village. And at the center of everything, the Tree of Life awakens with a series of wintry tales complemented by a familiar heartwarming holiday-inspired musical score. And of course, Dinoland gets something. I don't know what it is with Donald and Dinoland lately. They're, they're involving him <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Well, they came up with that story that he found out they were related to, like, birds are related to dinosaurs, and so right. he saw it, and it's yes. like, okay, stretching yeah. it a little bit, but all right. They're making it even weirder than the Dinorama, or Dinorama. Yeah. Uh, it's just a sad area of the park that they need to do something better with, and they're trying to do something without investing a whole lot of money in it. Yeah. Well... Let's see. Countdown. I miss Countdown to Extinction. Dinosaur. It was Countdown to Extinction many years ago. Dinosaur. I love that attraction. And that area kind of fits what you would think should be over there. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the rest of it pretty much doesn't. You know, like, like, why did they, like, they just, they went crazy with the theming after that. I don't know. Because pretty much whenever Dinoland opened, the only thing that was over there was what was called Countdown to Extinction at the time, slash right. dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Boneyard. I mean, they didn't have Primeval Whirl and yeah. the um, Triceratops Spin. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't have that stuff. And they should have never had it, but <laughs> right, <laughs> it I, exists. I think, yeah, I think it was just a cheap way of putting some more stuff over there and making yeah. it more off-the-shelf rides that you could find anywhere. Basically, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of that, though, just to kind of brush over it, you're invited to gather around the Truckosaurus for the holiday hoopla dance party with Chip and Dale and plenty of interactive fun and games. Over in Asia, they'll have some decorations that are obviously influenced by India a lot because of Anandapur, you know, the area over there having that. They'll have lanterns and more illuminate type things. Home to authentic cultural performances over there on the waterfront stage. Harambe Village, Africa, is going to introduce holiday-inspired enhancements, including costume additions and new music to their performances. Tusker House Dining will have something that's holiday-themed to go along with their character experience. Pandora. I guess it would be kind of weird to have something Christmas over there, but I guess it could. They just with a display at Pungu Pungu and Kitchi, I mean of Kitchi, holiday decor, combining vintage pieces from Earth with items handcrafted from materials indigenous to Pandora. Some of this sounds a little right. out there. Yeah, right. Sure. I just hope they pull it off in a way that actually would work. 
I'm curious as to what, what Joe Rody's hand will be in this and what he thinks about this. Yeah, that, that would be interesting to find out if he has anything to do with it or not. Right. So, because I don't know, this based on the description, it doesn't sound like something he would be involved in. But if they haven't, maybe they should involve him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a thought, because right. I feel like he would do his best to make it blend in. Right. Make it seem more natural than what it sounds. Yes. Yes. Because uh, I. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. You know. This sounds like a cheap holiday overlay to get more interest in Animal Kingdom during Christmas time since everyone's going to be at Hollywood Studios this year. Right, right. Or Magic Absolutely. Kingdom, of course. <laughs> yeah, studios will probably be overrun. Yeah. As it might well be Magic Kingdom, but... It might be one of the few times that um, Hollywood Studios has to close due to capacity. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what's going to happen on Christmas Day this year. Yeah. All right, so I think that wraps up our news and rumors edition for this time around. Uh, as always, you can uh, join us and just talk with us on social media um, through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which we have our exclusive TWTM merchandise. Uh, hope to be adding some things to there in the near future. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And we also have a giveaway for one of those items if you want to enter that. It's travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway. You can get a water bottle mailed directly to you free of charge if you go and uh, enter there. We also have on our website our email address, podcast at travelwiththemouse.com. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do it that way. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast if you want to help support the show. All right, so for Adam, this is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope to see you on our next trip.